Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, uh, yeah. We got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go. Deep Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos. Podcast rep up for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah. Welcome to Sports and Things, a weekly podcast where we go in depth on sports and music topics of the week. Featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and host Dennis Turner. And welcome to a special edition of Sports and Things, everybody. I'm your host, Dennis Turner. With me, as always, I have the fellas, John Lane, Trey Ely, and uh, Jay Hill. Hello, fellas. What yeah. What's going on? So we're doing a little something a little different today. We tried. We were trying out a new app called Clubhouse, which is like an exclusive-only high school Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah. So we decided to to come on board since we're all in Clubhouse and uh just give it a give it a whirl and see, you know, if we can ruffle some feathers with our normal topics about sports. We are musicians who talk sports, um, and we love to do so. And a couple weeks ago we had a, a debate. Uh we we got into the, the GOAT debate. Uh, between LeBron and Michael Jordan, and we're going to continue that conversation today. Uh, and I'm going to lead off with uh, the comment from Isaiah Thomas because I think that's a bunch of bullshit. Uh, Isaiah huh. said today, or he said it sometime this week, that Michael Jordan isn't even in his top five of players that he played against. Now, I'm not going to start because I said what I had to say about it earlier, but I just want to get you guys' take on that comment, and then we'll just go into a natural conversation about the GOAT and who is the GOAT and what qualifies somebody as the GOAT, you know, in that whole thing. So let's see. Any, mini, miny, Jay Hill. Go ahead. Um, so the Detroit-Chicago rivalry is real, um, as we also had, you know um, – our boy on here to discuss that, Zoe, 
uh, which which basically mm-hmm. means no matter what, no matter what Chicago does, you will hate it. Um, they do have Barack Obama. <laughs> we don't care. We hate him. So that's kind of how Detroit roll. So <laughs> so I feel like no matter yeah. what, um, no matter what Isaiah Thomas says, he's never going to give Michael Jordan any flowers while he's here. Not one. I should have had the scoring title over him, but I was a pass first guard. So, you know, that's why. Because I would have beat him. You know, every little thing he's going to try, every little thing that he brings up, he's going to try to take him down the notch. So I think, also think it, it comes from him trying to be somewhat of a um, double-edged executive where it's like, I'm not going to really put this dude on this level because I'm trying to get the young kids in here on my team, you know, on my franchise, whatever I end up doing. So he, Mike Jordan was okay, but you can be the best you. You know, you can surpass Mike. No, you can't. But keep keep filling these young boys with these lies. <laughs> the no, you can't was your subconscious? <laughs> yeah. I am your hey, conscience. Yeah. I am, I am your conscience. Hang this shit up. Yes. Maybe <laughs> you should <laughs> not try to fade away. <laughs> yeah. So, Maybe you should not try to loop-de-loop. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think I think it's all just bitterness. Absolutely. Trey, go ahead. You got it. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to start this off by referencing The Last Dance. It was a, uh ESPN series about the GOAT. And so, anyway... Um, if everyone, I'm assuming everyone's seen that. Um, and what was it called? The Last Dance. The Last Dance. Uh huh. Yeah. The Last Dance. It was about the goat. Oh, the no. Last Dance. Wow. <laughs> um, so, anyway, uh, they hand the goat a tablet and he's sitting there and he's, wait, he's wait, supposed they, to be they, in his house. They hand the goat the tablet, the goat being Michael Jordan. There's only one. We're gonna to get to that though. Um, so anyway, they hand him the tablet, and he and he looks at Isaiah talking, and 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 like the face he makes after Isaiah makes the statements that he makes. That's the face I make every time I read one of these Isaiah Thomas statements. You know, because they all come ridiculous. from the same place too. They all come from JL. Just just an FYI. Mm-hmm. He works for Isaiah. Wow, that's, that's how you got brand? that PlayStation Five. That's how you got that PlayStation. Damn. <laughs> Uh, That's sponsored by Isaiah Thomas. Damn. I need you every five minutes to send these niggas a, t- <laughs> a tweet for a me. reminder. A reminder that I am that he is not. No, I'm not the goat, but I want y'all to remind. Yeah, him. he's he not. not. The, the thing is with Isaiah, he's not even trying to be the goat. He's just trying to make sure that Mike isn't. Right. Like that's that's the Again. definition. Like like that is the purest and richest form of hate. True. He doesn't even care if he succeeds. He just want to make sure that nigga doesn't. Yeah, but that's like what, what was that skit that Dave Chappelle did about the the hate ball? Diabolical hater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diac- <laughs> oh, everything man. in the world it happens to you and only you. <laughs> yeah. Like he does not care if he gets accolades. He just wants to make sure Michael doesn't get his. That's it. That's his MO. That's what I said. He's gonna take it, he's gonna take every chance he gets to knock him down. I mean, I'm cool with being the second worst player in NBA history as long as Jordan is the worst. What? Like, like, he doesn't on, care. Man. All right. John. <laughs> I think, you know, Jay and Trey and all of us are in the same boat as far as this, as far as this goes, along with uh, the millions of other people. Um, I can only think of 
I could probably count on one hand how many people kind of support Isaiah Thomas's opinion <laughs> about it. But you know, it's 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 exactly what Trey said. It's uh, this is not a guy who thinks he's the goat. This is a guy who's clearly salty about somebody getting so much acclaim and fame for what he thought he did either better or just as. And the fact that the culture changed because of, of Jordan, the fact that we owe Jordan so much for what we see with the NBA, I think it really gets to him. And I think it, it became a situation where uh, Jordan was, was able to turn so many people against Isaiah Thomas. And it's been really eating him up. And it still like, is. I feel like the Knicks don't even it's hate the Knicks is. don't even hate Jordan to this level. And but they wait, should. Wait, wait. No, I mean, they don't. Nobody hates Jordan to that like, level. I feel like they should. But the thing don't. about it is, the thing about it is this too. Like it wasn't just it wasn't just Isaiah Thomas that people hated. People hated the Pistons. They were the bad boys. They took Absolutely. their money. Because uh, they took their money. Yeah, but, they, but remember, they, tried to, they tried to make it a dirty remember, game. They, they, didn't, they didn't hate the Pistons so much that like, okay, the Bulls didn't hate. I don't think they hated the Pistons. No, I'm talking about, they hated about the, the Pistons league. Never, about the league, yeah. Like the league hated the Pistons. Because if you, I hated watching, the Pistons. Remember watching the documentary? They said that the Pistons basically stole their championship. They got the back-to-backs. They got. They weren't even supposed to be in the conversation, and they went in and they just roughed everybody up, and that's how they got their championship. So they weren't even. They right. weren't even in the conversation. Don't hate me because the rules are what they are. Like that's not. That's, well, that's look, not, that's I was about to say that I I never I never hated the Pistons. Me um, did, and in in, <laughs> in did. hindsight, and in, <laughs> in hindsight, when I look back at it, I actually appreciate the Pistons of that era because it really showed the type of league the NBA was versus the type of league it is right now, where Shaq calls it the cupcake uh, yeah. league right now. Yeah. But back in the day, man, I mean, people were bloodied up. Elbowing people, throwing basketball at people's heads, like there were flagrant one, flagrant like, two, uh, severe, flagrant, flagrant. severe, flagrant foul, flagrants here, right. yeah. sir. Yeah, no, it was just like, y'all fight. Come, you come to the like paint, hockey match. Know that you're gonna right. be down here with the big boys. No, you about to get this elbow up your uh, yeah. You about to get this elbow on your chin. So in hindsight, I, I, I mean, I never really hated them. I think I hated some players like Bill Lambeer. Um, it was one, yeah, it was one thing to play physically. To, uh, to a point, one, Dennis Rodman. Yeah, it was but, one thing to play physically. It was another thing to sort of play dirty. And that's why Detroit That's why Detroit got branded. They were a dirty team. Yeah. Right. They were yeah. a dirty team. And I think that's why people are so hesitant to support Isaiah Thomas. It's because, look, the way y'all played was not right. fair at all. You guys roughed people up. You guys were dirty. The fact that Jordan lost to you twice and still had the balls to go up to you and shake your hand and, and you, you left the court before the game right. even ended is a sign of disrespect. Not just to Jordan, to the game. That is a huge sign of this to right. the game. And right. to this day, you will not acknowledge right. the fact that Jordan is the greatest of all time in you know, our opinion, but our opinion is basically fact. But the I fact like that he is <laughs> he is continuing on this rant means that this is just eating him up inside, and he just cannot yeah. stand to see it. Cannot stand he, to hear. He, it. he reminds me of how Snoop was at the Source Awards 
when it was in New York and they was like, y'all ain't got no love for West Coast? Y'all ain't got no love? Mm-hmm. Y'all ain't got no love for Detroit? Mm-hmm. Y'all ain't got no love for the Pistons? Motherfucker. Yo, we got two championships. Y'all ain't got no love for, for Detroit out here? Look, no, no because of how y'all got it. You know when Snoop, you, you <laughs> know before, you know right before Snoop went up there, somebody took a, put a gun to his side. He's like, nigga, you gonna say something? Yeah. You better say something. So, yeah. uh, I don't think I do. Nigga, you better say, all right, all right, I got you, I got you. It's just one of those things where like, to me, it, it just looks like he's trying to throw salt on a career that's unsaltable. <laughs> it's like you can't unsaltable. Unsaltable is the word. Episode today. title brought to you by. He's trying to throw salt on a snail, and he's not a snail. <laughs> right, right. He's like he's, he's a fucking cat. He's like, why are you throwing salt on the cat? <laughs> yeah, the cat just like looking at paws. Like what the fuck are you doing, doing bro? bro? It doesn't make One any sense to do this because at the at the end of the day, if you just take the numbers, like I, I read a comment that I think he said if um he wouldn't have twisted his ankle, he would have been on par with Jordan. It was his wrist. It was his wrist. Yeah. His wrist. yeah. He said if he hadn't had wrist surgery, he would have been on par to to keep Jordan out of the finals. Yeah. I, yeah okay. No. Like, no. First what? off, no. Like. That's just such a But you also you also have to you also have to remember he is that's why I say he's not trying to throw himself in the goat debate. He really thinks Detroit had a better team, and he was like, "Y'all, well, they did until they went back. They and did the Bulls. I mean, yeah, so, had a better no, team. Even then, he's still thinking we had a better team. Y'all had one guy, okay, but that one guy put y'all out. So, yeah, two guys. Which, right, and he hates, that, 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 guy. two guys. He that, hates that guy yeah. with his entire heart. Yeah, because my Detroit team was better than the Bulls, but y'all would have more championships if that was the case. Yeah, he, he, also says, down, he, he also says he also says you wouldn't have won. He also says you wouldn't have won the last three if it wasn't for the guy who used to be on my team. Yeah, he claims yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, let's let's move off Isaiah I mean, Thomas. How <laughs> does he have any ownership? Like he's Rodman's pimp or something? What does that even mean? Well, we uh, let y'all have him. You know what I mean? Like, cause we got tired of him. <laughs> I actually, San Antonio got right. tired of him, but we won't even, you know. Right. Yeah. Let's, right. Let's, let's, right. Let's, let's just, he didn't even go straight from Detroit to Chicago. Right. Actual conversation at hand, which is uh, the 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 goat conversation isn't about Isaiah Thomas. It's, I mean, Wilt no. Chamberlain has said his stuff too. Let's leave Wilt out of yeah. it because Wilt is—he's. I mean, if you unless you guys want to talk about Wilt, I mean, that's the thing. Like, what's the criteria? This is what this is what you're getting ready to get into. What yeah, is like, the criteria? So, what to give me your criteria for what makes the goat the goat? Because we talked about this before, but I, just in detail, give your criteria. I said cry criteria into <laughs> what uh, makes the goat the goat. Criteria. Oh, Everybody has a different opinion about what makes that person that person, but it's some things that are just globally and historically undeniable. So, uh, John, you go first. Like, what what makes Jordan the goat to you? If he is even fact the goat to you, well, no ifs. Um, he is. He is the. He is the goat to me. Um, there are there are several things. I think the primary one has to do with how many finals wins you have. Uh, not necessarily how many you've won and lost, but how many you have. I think that's a, that's part of the criteria. Another part of the criteria has to do with your defense. Um, 
any sort of defensive titles you may have won, any sort of defensive numbers you may have put up, triple doubles, minutes that you've played, um, how consistently you've you've played without injury. Uh, there's so many facets, but for me, the reason why I think he's the GOAT is because he came up in the golden era of, of technology. Uh, in the 80s and 90s, technology was severely advanced because of the creation of the music video, uh, the creation of uh, cable TV, and the creation of sports channels and news channels going to mainstream. And NBA was able to take advantage of that through Michael Jordan, among other players like Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. But Jordan took it a step further because of his flashiness when he was on the court. And the things that he was able to do while he was on the court surpassed so many other players. Yes, uh, Magic Johnson was flashy too. Larry Bird was not as flashy, but he got the job done. But Jordan literally took kids' brains and made them, I mean, kids had their mouths open agape watching how he played the game that he literally changed the culture of how to play the game. And the fact that these million dollar companies wanted a piece of Michael Jordan changed the game as well. So now you're seeing his face everywhere. You Marker. didn't see Magic Johnson's face everywhere. You didn't see uh, Larry Bird's face everywhere. You didn't see Will Chamberlain or Bill Russell's face everywhere. You saw Jordan's face all over television, commercials, movies, music videos, everywhere. To me, that is the sign of someone who was a true GOAT because he backed it up by winning six. He was 6-0 and in the finals. He won uh, uh, a handful of scoring titles. He won the slam dunk competition, the all-star game. He was an MVP several years. He won a defensive player of the year award. He has so many accolades that very few players can put in their back pocket. Uh, so to me, the criteria of being a GOAT is very, very broad. And Jordan covered basically all of those, in my but, opinion. But, you know, it sounds, it sounds like not only based on statistics, but it's based on influence and what he was able to do. So Michael Jordan is technically like what he – what Michael Jordan did globally is technically what Mac, Michael Jackson did globally. Like he came – when Michael Jackson broke – he broke at a time when MTV was just like becoming like this big thing. And he yeah. used that platform to catapult him into superstardom, basically. Like it was, a, I can make it, a, I can make an eight minute video and y'all will play it. Right. Cool. Right. Let's go. You know. And if you watch, uh, uh, <laughs> and I got the uh, money to hire the, the tour bus, producers, you get to hear Rick James complain about how like Mike was being used by the system, but Mike was pimping the system to get to where he wanted to get to with his status and be able to put yep. out the type of music or the type of, artistry that he wanted to put out so you know rick was just mad that he wasn't playing his shit yeah because it was rick was risky. isaiah thomas <laughs> yeah rick was isaiah thomas. <laughs> that's real uh, uh <laughs> trey your thoughts um so i think that the main thing dennis was going into where i was going um and it was really a segue off what john said as well i think it's basically based off of impact impact sums it all up um it's you know, the stuff, 
not only on the court, but outside the game, the, the figure he was. Um, but, you know, let's just talk about the game for a little while, right? So we can talk about stats and accolades, and Jordan has them all. You know, I mean, like, well, he's got wait, wait, that. Wait. but Not in comparison to Wilt. Wilt has better uh, stats. That's true. Like if, you, if you go, if you go, has, if you go category by category, he's he tops most of the categories. Yeah, stats, but I mean accolades too, like awards. Uh, more final. Well, appearances, they didn't. They didn't have as many. They didn't have some of the awards. They didn't have as many. They didn't have the stats. Okay. So, but the point is that if there was something to be had at the time Jordan played, he pretty much got it. And the thing is, um, that's fine. And in this era of analytics, uh, where where a lot of the people who favor the current players, right? And, you know, let's just, you know, call it is what it is because LeBron is the best player now. So people that favor this era will say and favor LeBron. Um, the analytics and stats of this era and all of that um, – favor and they look at his numbers and that type of stuff like that now that stuff is good but the point i was really trying to get to is overall impact is if you sit and watch the people play if you sit and watch each play like all of us have um you see those final series you see those game sixes those game sevens you see those moments there are see in in jordan's career there are certain moments that make him the goat there are moments um there and, and when I mean, I hate to say it, and this is not – my intent was not to come here and bash LeBron because I like LeBron. I think he's a great player. But that's where the comparison is sitting at. So there's going to be some comments about LeBron. But anyway, if you look at LeBron in some of those moments, LeBron has shied away. LeBron, There's different things. Even when Jordan lost, it wasn't for lack of trying. It wasn't for shying away. It wasn't for being scared. It wasn't for deferring. It wasn't for none of that. Jordan was going to get killed trying to do it. When they had the Jordan rules in, in Detroit, they were going to have to kill him. You know, he's going to do everything he can. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I mean, reality is when those moments come, Jordan always showed up. Like always. And I think, you know, people might call that the clutch gene. I mean, it might be the clutch part of it. But I don't think you can be the goat and not also be the most clutch. Like if you because how are you the greatest of all True. time? You touting you the this is the guy and somebody else is more clutch than you. So when people start talking and leaning heavy on the analytics side and it ends up being, you know, uh, you know, a LeBron or a this era conversation, I have to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you watch the games, though? Did you watch what Mike did? <laughs> yeah. Did you did you yeah, watch what sure. he did? Yeah. Like, did you watch the impact that he had? Like even the name Air Jordan came because of some defying stuff that he was doing physically that was never yeah. done prior to him doing it. Like. I, I get I get that argument even even but, going into the LeBron conversation because with LeBron I feels like I feel like he defers greatness like he he helps greatness become a thing like he's great as a player but he's also willing to make other people great or give other people the moment to be great like uh, passing first like the pass first mentality like you can't be you can't be the goat. If you don't have the ball in your hand and you're not taking a shot, even though you have the ball in your hand and you're facilitating to someone to get the shot, 
Like nine times out of ten, you have to be the one saying, if everything's on the line, I'm not passing the ball. It's on me. Yeah, it's on me. Uh, Jay Hill. So I had one more oh, thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I Jay's still unboxing his PlayStation anyway, so it's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So take your time because mine hasn't come yet. So anyway, um, so so one more thing is that and it, this is my opinion, which we already know that, but it's specifically, you said um, my opinion, but it's fact. <laughs> it, it, yeah, this is one of my factual opinions. Um, you can't, <laughs> I, you can't be the goat if you got to keep calling yourself, right? So this may be a shot at LeBron, but if there's one thing that is out of favor for me with LeBron, it's that he has bought into the hype and he has at least a few times gone in front of the media or social media or on his show to shop and pulled the goat lever for himself. And you never heard Mike do that. Mike didn't have to do it. There was no dispute. There was no conversation. Mike went out there and showed you. And if you said Mike wasn't the goat, he would make up some story about how you slapped his mama in, in his mind and go out and beat you by 50 and, and drop 100 points on you or whatever. You know, I'm exaggerating. But he would go out and show you. There was never a conversation. Mike would just go out and just obliterate you and be like, okay, next. So... I think that. Can I ask a question? Go ahead. Sorry, Jay Hill. I'm going to let you go go to. But wasn't the term "goat" derived from talking about Jordan? But not Jordan talking about Jordan. Like the goat conversation came from Jordan's play. Didn't that term "goat"? Oh, that term. You're saying that the from the fact that people were talking about Jordan. So he is the original goat of everything. He is. Yes, that term did not did not come come to light until I, what, I think like, so just after 2000 I think and so it was because of LeBron James because people were wanting to compare wanting to compare LeBron to to Jordan and they were calling LeBron the next Jordan and then he started losing in the, in the playoffs and that's when people were like nope Jordan is the greatest of all time goat because yeah. he's never lost in the finals yeah I, I think you might be right uh John I think that, that conversation that might about be true. the goat derived from this culture like the current pop culture uh debates that happen mike is the original people goat to, like yeah. people have to like he's the original title goat. on it and you know, so michael jackson also was starting to be like called that as well well, same I mean, kind of impact. Like, there's a lot of parallels between those guys mike's yeah. mike's name was you know the king of pop yeah. they were calling him the king and they were calling jordan his heirness it's all royalty in that in that regard you know what i'm saying yeah. so I, I get that uh Jay, go ahead. So my only real criteria is that you show up when it matters. So the thing we have to also take into account is TV. TV was not getting um, the, the, the same amount of games as they were when Bill Russell especially when Wilt was playing because there's no footage of him scoring 100. So, I mean, that's still kind of, that's still kind of like, did it happen? It's like saying a nigga went to the moon. I don't think he did. Right. So, I mean, it's like, did it happen? So, but as we, um, as we progress in technology, you get to see more. So even the stuff that Jordan was doing, there is someone probably older than Jordan, probably in Russell's 
maybe not quite Russell's age, but in that middle ground that can say, nah, this dude was doing stuff before Michael Jordan even existed. You just never saw it. You, you just weren't able to see it. Now, maybe he didn't have the, the well-rounded game to become an NBA player and do this shit before Jordan did it, obviously. So Jordan was the first one we got to see do it. Like, the thing, he you have to have a personality, of course, is marketable as well. But half the time, people weren't watching regular season games because they weren't really televised. So all you got to see was playoff ball. Right. All NBA, you really got NBA to see NBC. was playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that was right. it. So now, right. how do you distinguish who's the best player if you've never seen any regular season games? Like, you don't have access to what, you know, the Lakers or the Clippers are doing because they're not nearly a top 10 team, so they're not going to get any airtime. So I don't even know who's on that team, but I know who's in the 16, you know, games for, I mean, the 16 teams for these NBA finals, for this NBA finals race. And you see a constant, a consistent thing. Michael Jordan is literally killing every year he's on TV. And then he steps away and you see everything change and then he comes back and it's and like does right, the same goddamn thing three more he's times picked, he literally wait oh he's finished oh well, no he's coming back and he literally did it all again so even the fact that he never lost is one thing but even outside of that he got to do it on the greatest stage when you had to sit and watch it live there is no real sports center there is no real youtube to kind of see what he did the night before so if you are a basketball fan or even if you're not a basketball fan here's the thing when you're not a basketball fan just like football when the playoffs come you know this is the elite of the elite you got to you got to this point in the season because you're great during the regular season you did what you were supposed to do you handled your business now i don't even understand seating but that dude keeps getting to the finals i don't even what is he what are they number one and playing a number what i don't eight i don't don't get it doesn't matter this dude is going through everybody getting to the finals and winning it consistency that's not they only convincingly, that. like they weren't even losing. A, they weren't losing the That's games the other in, thing, in the they series. Were, they'd be, they were, most series went like were, five games. They were cooking. <laughs> they were sweeping. Um, they were cooking most times. But like again, you just really get to see it, and then you understand, like, oh, that's the dude that they always talk about. That's the dude with the shoes. Oh, and then the marketing is just so much greater because again, there is not a flood of shoe shoe contracts everywhere. You had Converse. You had Nike. That was it. That was it. Not yeah, only back. not only that, yeah, not only that like, this was, was the first time not only that British nice nigga, come that on. Was the, not in the league. Play not gears. Only that, but that was the first <laughs> time that, that was that was the first time that anybody was able to watch. Right. And I mean watch on television a team three peat. Right. Nobody saw the Celtics yeah. do that unless you were there. Oh, yeah. And then like he repeat. He died and, and he came back and did it again. And who's, and who's done it since? The only other right. guy, who, the only other guy I know, the only other guy that I know who was finished and then came back and won, I pray to him every day. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Well, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Well, way to make it biblical, uh, Trey. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Jordan is the goat. Okay. 
Um, because you know, the interesting thing about this conversation is that we haven't even included Kobe into this conversation like we did last the time. The only reason we cannot, and we talked about this, the only reason we cannot is because he, unlike what Trey was saying about LeBron, removed himself from it because he, he admits, yes. I know, I even, even like this yes. dude. That's, the, the, like funny, the funny part about that is Kobe removed himself from the conversation with Michael. Michael removed himself from the conversation about the GOAT, but LeBron didn't. Like LeBron is putting LeBron himself and in I feel like LeBron is penalized points for is, doing that. Like in that my opinion, the, the generation that's the generation. That's oh yeah, for sure, age. for sure. That's what it is. That's the, but, that's wait, the wait. line of thinking. How old was Kobe when he passed away? Rest in peace to Kobe. How old was Kobe? Forty two, I think. Forty two. Forty two. Forty two. Thirty five. So it's not like a big age so. gap there. It's not like a. It's not a ten year gap there. No, but it's a basketball. I mean, they're study. both the same. They're they're Ooh, they're both a basketball the same study that's because now. there's a basketball. But they they yeah, didn't. Sure. They went to the NBA. They 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 for they they passed college. Right. They went into the NBA early. Both of them did. But yeah. still, at that time, I remember even though Kobe was very very arrogant at a young age, and he, he should be because he's young. He's 18, 19, making right. a million dollars. That's why him and Shaq. Basketball. That's why him and Shaq ended up the way they did because he was not mature enough to understand. But what he had. never. He never, you never heard him talk about trying to do better or trying to be the GOAT or trying to be better than Michael Jordan. You never heard that conversation. And I don't necessarily fault LeBron James for I it. Do. Because, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't, like I don't because the media is very good at putting it in his head. He don't have to feed that. The though. media was the one. Uh, and the same I don't thing. Think he just be recently, talking about John, it just, the media, you're bringing it I up. agree with you, John, but Mike, I don't think he has to feed it. But Mike already admitted well, he doesn't, he I doesn't, doesn't feed, feed it to a point where it's Kobe like, killed it. Kobe MJ, was like, I can't be the goat look, because MJ I followed up said, after him. MJ already said, I would not. I don't know if I could have survived in this age right. where everything is shown in real time on everything That's you cannot escape. So he even admitted that. Like, because I'm such a private person, we can't, the, the generation with LeBron, Kobe even to a degree, they are different, even though they, they're close in age, there's still a gap, dude. No, no, like, I, I get there, that much. I, I get there, that. There's, there's still a level of everything well, needs to be public or, or everything needs to be private. Even though they're six years different in age, that line between Generation X and Millennials is between them. It's technology. It's between them. Yeah, LeBron's a millennial. Good. Kobe's yeah. a Generation X. Exactly. So... But yeah. let me let me say this too. So I'm a I'm a you you guys know I'm a LeBron fan. Like I got I got on a, a Michael Jordan jersey right now, but I got LeBron's jersey behind me. I'm a fan. Like I appreciate the guy's approach to the game because he has a team first mentality. And if he had the same mentality that Michael had and that Kobe had, I think his numbers would be even I think his numbers would be insurmountable he also probably wouldn't have played as long as he did or as long as he's been playing had he had the same approach to the game that those two guys have um, i disagree i mean technology because the rules are different <laughs> the rules are different he's not going to take the same amount of physicality that kobe and jordan did so no That's matter true. what you can you if can iverson survive well, I'll, say, I'll say he wouldn't he, yeah, wouldn't right, take, Alan he, iverson. he wouldn't take the same type of brutality that jordan took kobe you know, at 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 a, at the time that Kobe was going out, it was it was it was what it was. Um, the game has changed drastically, but at the same time, LeBron's game has never been the I'm the alpha dog. 
and my scoring ability. It's always been I'm the alpha dog in the way I facilitate. Like I am, I'm the team captain. Everything goes through me. So if I want to score, I I score. I'm about to fuck this whole debate up. LeBron is a better Isaiah Thomas. Nigga, (laughs) he got the hate too. The hate. Sponsored uh, by PS5. Oh God! He just oh, no. wants to get off the air so we can, he can go plug in his PlayStation. <laughs> so you're gonna say some hateful, diabolical shit like that? I saw him wiring I mean, it up while we were talking. The thing is, like, it's a team game for LeBron, and it's not, not, it's not so much not a team game for Jordan. It is but now. It at the same before. time, y'all niggas got to get up to my level. Y'all got to get up to my level. I'm gonna take us there. Y'all got to get up to my level. LeBron is like. Here, just do what you do, man. Can you make that shot for me, please? Please, Danny. Please, I think Danny he's Green, like that make now. that shot for me, Danny Green. You know? I, I think I think he's like that now because he he figures that he can't do it on his own the way that Jordan and Kobe well, essentially. No, no, that's no. not I, true. I, 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 I don't believe that. I don't believe that. That's I think, what I'm saying. Because they had watched LeBron play. Anytime LeBron puts his head down, he's he's a he's a physical Yo. specimen. Like he's 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 you can't different. Stop he's otherworldly in that regard. If you put if he puts his head down, nobody is stopping him from getting to the basket. And maybe like you saying, the shot, if he wants to take the shot, he takes the shot. Yeah, his team maybe like you mentality saying, is like though, I need to get everybody onto me so I can kick out to the people we got on the team to shoot the ball. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. But, I, no, I think my, when he when he first came into the league, he was it was about it, the 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 narrative of of playing in the NBA as a starting guard or a forward was you are the guy and you're not passing it to anybody if you want to get to but the finals. But he was still passing. And that's what Kobe... He was Kobe still passing. Still passing. Like LeBron he was, was passing. Not, he was passing in the, as a youngster. In the yeah, beginning. yeah, he was passing. He was passing as a youngster. Yeah. When he, he was start, it, Even his high school games. Yeah, he was high, averaging yeah. like 25, 7, yeah. and 7. He wasn't, he, he wasn't like... He's always been a passer. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think, to Dennis's point, he would have known that that's going to shave three, maybe four years off my career because I keep getting hit and yeah. going to the free throw line. So I agree with you. But that's what I'm that trying to. Aspect. That's what I'm trying to say. I feel like because he's the alpha of each team, a lot of a lot of teams figure that he's going to get the ball and he's going to be taking the shot. Yes, that will force him to pass the ball more. But he felt like he needed to surround himself around people who could make those shots in order for him to get over that hump of getting into the finals. And that's why he left Cleveland and went to Miami so he could surround himself around people. That he felt that he wanted to create, he wanted to create a super team. That wasn't really a super team, but he wanted to create what was essentially a super team because, you know, Kobe won three with with Shaq, but he won two without him. But he was and surrounded. Jordan only Jordan only had Pippen. That was the common denominator. Yeah. Cool coach, but Robin. the fact the fact that in, in, yeah, I mean, in Cleveland good teams, but didn't it's not necessarily have anybody yeah. around him. Look, he felt like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna die on this court if I don't surround myself around. I people. don't, I don't disagree with you. you know what John. I'm I, I think when it, when it comes down to it, the mentality is what makes the difference. Like Jordan was like, "Give me the ball and get out the way." Mm-hmm. LeBron's like, "Give me the ball and watch me facilitate greatness." Like, so, and if I have to put my head down, I'll get us, I'll get us to the point where we actually get the shot. But I don't have to take the shot because I got everybody else on my team who can put the shot up. I just give me the ball and watch me work. And Jordan's like, give me the ball. I'm gonna be great. You can't stop me. Like when I, when I stick my tongue out and I'm going to the, and it you was. can't stop me. 
So so here's my thing with that. Right? Five on one, you can't stop me. You know what so I mean? right. So so here's my thing with that. Right? Are we even doing this comparison thing right? Should we be comparing LeBron to Magic and Isaiah versus Jordan? Are they even the same well, comparable we, thing? We, we, we can wrap this up right. But uh, trade the. I think the point that I made last time when we had this conversation is that I was saying that LeBron's career is more comparable to Magic Johnson because of the size that he is and the yeah. position that he plays. He's a point forward. His He's archetype. six foot nine, two seventy. That's His okay. archetype. That's so on that, let me ask everybody a question. Yeah. So, so John, who's the goat, um, uh, Roger Clemens or uh, King Griffey Jr.? Well, has Roger Clemens won a World Series? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Dennis, note. who's the goat, Jerry Rice or Tom Brady? Uh. Tom Brady, but see, but see how that works though. Can you really like so so Jay? Who's the position? Is it Dion? Is it Dion's? Is the goat Dion Sanders or Jerry Rice? Uh, well, you can't really yeah. compare. So we the thing is, I just went around different sports. For some reason, in basketball, we think we can compare all the positions like they're equal. But in other sports, we'll look at somebody like they're crazy if they ask that question. He's like, who's right. the goat? The Twinkie or the Ho Ho? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you could, like like if you do that in football or you do that in baseball or you do that in any other sport then people be like you can't compare a quarterback with a with a corner with Deion Sanders or Tom Brady who's the goat you, what we're not having this conversation that's true but we comparing Jordan and LeBron and they're not even really comparable because there's so much of an individual effort in basketball as now with that football. being said Jordan is still the goat <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's let's. So wait. So to answer okay. your question, I'm gonna say Ken Griffey Jr. is okay. Because I think because I think Griffey and Clemens both won won two World I, Series. I think the point he was making is that they played two different positions. So we're you don't really want to compare positions. a pitcher to a outfielder, right? Yeah. Right. But I just want to answer your question. You can't even compare. You can't even compare the batting, right? Because the pitcher doesn't really spend time at the oh, plate. You know, no. like so like said, it's I'm not comparable. Griffey, and I don't even it's not, watch it's baseball, not comparable. So. Yeah, Dion or Tom Brady, who's the goat? <laughs> yeah. All right. So Shit. I I think uh guys, we may have to do a part three on this subject. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> But I think we're at a good place where we all we we already knew where we were as a collective on the goat conversation. But it's just a good conversation to have when you start to get into the brass tacks of everything that people use to compare the two. And I think at the end of the day, Trail, you hit it on the head. It's 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 an incomparable um, thing because they they basically two different prototypical players, and they play the two different eras of the game. The game is different. It's it's a different time. Um, different rules, and we, they will never be able to play against each other to be able to say, hands down, I'm better than you. But it so, depends on what your criteria is, because if it's consistency, Jordan wins. If it's no a lot what. of things, Jordan's win. that Jordan wins. That's, what, that's my point. Like, it's like, okay. I don't, I, I'm a LeBron fan. I think Jordan's the greatest player of all time because of his influence and what he was able to do and what people were able to actually see in his global effect on the game. That's why he's the greatest. Like, you give him the ball, he rose to the occasion every single time. LeBron, not so much, but he's still a great player. 
he's going to go down as one of the top five players of all time. All right. Period. So we can table that, and we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have more sports and things. Hey, family. I want to let y'all know how to find us online and get the latest updates. Here's the rundown. On both Instagram and Facebook, it's Sports and Things. That's spelled S-P-O-R-T-Z underscore A-N-D underscore T-H-I-N-G-Z. Sports and Things. On Twitter, it's at IsSports. That's spelled I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. Be sure to click the like button and the follow button, too. And now, back to today's episode. And welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. We're going to get into our next subject, which is the entertainment portion of Sports and Things. Um, just a quick nugget. We are currently on uh, an app called Clubhouse, which is like a social... Uh, it's like Soho House. Exclusive social. Exclusive like high school party. Um, so we're doing a special edition, a special edition of sports. We the things, best, which is a little shorter this week because we're just focusing on two subjects. So we we didn't want to go too in depth with that. Got to be an hour and fifty. Yeah, we didn't want to do a two hour show for Clubhouse. Um, it says hand raising was turned off by moderators. <laughs> That's Trey. <laughs> Trey turned off the hand raising. Nobody's in there but us, Trey. <laughs> everybody be quiet if you're not part of sports and things that's fun um so we're going to get into the entertainment portion of this show and last week we discussed uh stevie wonder's new song that incorporated go-go as the template for the song um and we got into a debate about non uh i guess washingtonians or people who aren't from the area using uh go-go as a template but not using the actual musicians that created the art form or who have an appreciation. That's not to say they don't have appreciation for it, but they, they don't understand the culture that comes along with it. So it kind of misses its mark. So the question I'm going to ask you guys is um, how do we feel about non DC bands playing go-go? And are we as artists from this area being too uptight about bands that come into the city playing go-go but like playing kind of playing at it because they don't really understand what it takes to actually create or recreate that magic that happens when you see a, a legitimate go-go band like backyard or junkyard or northeast groovers or familiar faces and we can name a ton of bands right like that when you hear them you know that they they know what they're doing and then we hear the bands without naming those bands that come into the city we kind of feel like like slighted or cheated out of the experience because they don't have, I, I want to say testicular fortitude. <laughs> but, oh, Jesus. I don't want to use that word, but I just did. You so did. fuck it. <laughs> they don't have, it's not the same approach because the history isn't there. It's not embedded into them. So two questions. How do we feel about it? And are we being uptight? Uh, let's start with Trey. Okay, so I'll throw a question back to you guys to start off my portion of the conversation and that if the four of us started a hypothetically the four of us start a country band none of us go and listen to country music for real we just go off of our soul r&b jazz whatever we like chops and we start making music that we think is country music based off of whatever we've heard during our lives but we're a country band we're a black country band 
right? If we do that, um, do would you expect and would you, you know, would you expect country musicians to be upset with what we're putting out? Real country no. musicians. Yes. No. Yes. I, you know, I, yes. I would agree with with uh, John because, and I'll say this too. Since we all are students of music, right? Like, not to say that these other guys aren't students of music, but you can't really go to school and learn how to play go-go. Like, it's not something that you... They, they don't teach it. They don't have a go-go class at, like, university, right? But you can learn the history of music, and you can learn about country music in a class. So I feel like we, as students of music, have been exposed to it to a point where I feel confident that if I heard it, if somebody want me to play on a record, I can go in and execute that without fail because I have enough history and I have enough uh, study in music to be able to pull it off. Me and John played on a country record a couple, like what was that ten years ago? We yeah. played, you, played on the country. But did album. you prep? You prep though. I'm saying if we just we're going out and we're just going to be a country band with no. What would be the prep for that? Listen exactly. I mean, no, listen. No, no, no. Then yes, because what's the, we did no, that in no, college. No. I did that in college. I listened to all types of stuff coming well, up. What's to school. define? But here's the thing, Trey. What's to define that is country or that is pop? You know what I mean? That's completely different because um, there's there's a lot of people that are catching flack for ending up on country charts when the song wasn't a quote unquote country song. He's talking about No, nah, I'm talking about I'm talking about uh, several people. Beyonce had one. Like it's like how can you how can you call us a country record but you know you're not a country artist well I didn't know you had to be an artist to me the so argument I, is is the same thing with Lil Richard saying that you stole rock and roll from me I made it like right there's no so, real you know to it there's no there's no actual instrument or anything that you have but there's a format the there's a there's a format and there's a formula it's to it. Yes, there's a form. That's what makes different genres what they are. The formula in the format, but the feel is the thing you miss if you don't get into you know the vibe, the feel, the history, the culture, all of that. True. Um, and what I was trying to do with that question was to take it away from an area and just make it strictly music because I think that the conversation can become more convoluted with GoGo because it has the. Uh, the you know the, the the geographic thing to it. If you try to if you take that away and just make it musical, I think that that simplifies the conversation, or at least I'm attempting to. Um, I mean, it it puts but, it in a very uh, it, it it moves the geographical element of it to Africa at that point because that's is based in African rhythms. If you really break it down to brass tacks, gogo is based in that. It's just how you approach it and what you do. Is that? Kurt yeah, Chambers? It is. Because that's a country song. He's trying to make country trap. I'm not mad at him for that. Do your but, thing, Kurt. He's well, I mean he's a dope musician. So yeah. if anybody but can I'm do it, saying, it'd probably like, be Kurt. But point. I'm just saying, like what like we get into this whole hybrid thing, which is why everybody was up in arms with Neo Soul. Like, why is it gotta be Neo Soul? I can't just be soul. I think just people were more upset with the term Neo. Because it's like right. you're saying retro soul, saying. but like, soul why? music is supposed to be it's it's exactly. called soul music, like so. That's the difference with Gogo. Gogo has a lot more than just a feeling. It's it's a little more instrumentation in it, to me at least. Like, and I'm not a I'm I'm not a 
I'm not a um, physical musician by any means. I'm a vocalist, but to me, there's more elements to it. Like for me to get a country band, does that mean I have to have like, and please don't take this as disrespect, anyone that's listening, but do that mean I have to have a washboard? Does that mean I have to have like a jug? Like, does that make it country music? What the, what makes it country what? music? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you it's need just at least a, a banjo. <laughs> do you? Like, that a fiddle. Saying, do you? You need a fiddle. Do you, though? Like, that's maybe, what I'm saying. Maybe like, somebody well, play a fiddle I'm and say, harmonica at the same time. I'm going to say this. I think um, uh, there's a lot that, it, that goes into understanding a culture of a genre of music. Right. So to use the, to use the logic or to use uh, the, the question that Trey asked about country music and Jay asking, do I need a jug? Do I need a washboard to make it country music? I think that's part of it. Um, it would be the same thing as someone asking, if I want to do giant steps, can I recreate the song uh using an electronic keyboard john is it still is it still straight ahead jazz say, can you explain what giant steps is to those listeners that don't know what it is yeah so giant 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 steps is a song written by uh john coltrane um and it's uh it's a bebop tune and bebop was primarily a very very fast tempo very fast moving chord changes that were strategically made to enhance the player because they wanted to be challenged more and they were sick and tired of playing written music in big bands. So they wrote these fast moving chord changed uh, songs and Giant Steps chord changes are, were I guess more so in the eighties and nineties when people started studying the song it became one of those songs that was so difficult to play because the chord changes moved by so fast. And there's a, there's a story or urban legend, however you want to say it, that the pianist, I think it was Red Garland, um, got the chart that day of the recording and he thought it was a ballad. <laughs> and then when Coltrane counted the song off and it was I think I five that. times as fast, it caught him off guard. And you can actually hear it in his solo because he had to solo on it. And you can hear him fuddling through the solo on the recording. So it, anyway, it also um, the story that Coltrane set with Giant Steps for like six months in his attic. I don't. I, 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 I think I've read, read, read that he, he he had so it for he had it with him for a while, yeah. and then he introduced he it to the world. Jason Train. Yeah, mm, I didn't know that one. I didn't know that story. But you know, all that to say, um, if you take someone like Garth Brooks and Garth Brooks puts out a jazz album and he's singing fly me to the moon, but he's <laughs> doing it in a country style, but he's doing it in a country style. Is it jazz? What is it? Yeah. I, that's a good question. What is it? Is, do they, do they call it jazz? No. Music or what they, they would call, call it, it a country, it's a country cover of fly me to the moon. A country cover. It's a it's a country, country version of Fly Me to the Moon. A country version, based right. on based on where he so, classifies himself, basically. Yeah, right. But but see, if but wait, wait. So Garth wait, Brooks I got a question. Decided so, to take because Queen Latifah's a rapper, but Queen Latifah sang on a record. So what does that make her on that record? Like that makes her like a. But but she's but a this, on this that is record. what I, this is what I was this is what like I was getting to. Queen Latifah, Queen Latifah didn't rap 
and Queen Latifah surrounded herself around a big band. She 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 got a music producer who specializes in jazz mm-hmm. music, so that that producer could create a jazz record. So all that to say, when a when a band from out of the D.C. area comes here and they have a famous song, I'm just going to take a shot in the dark. Let's just say Anderson Pop <laughs> comes here, okay? And he Wait. does one of his famous joints. And they're in soundcheck. And he's like, yo, you know what? I want to put this we in We should the probably try to do this in a go-go style. He's like, yo, he looks at his drummer. Yo, can you just... Can you just play he like a straight, himself? straight pocket? I know, exactly. I know we ain't got he no congos. Like he's the one playing. Well, he no, he has a drummer. He has a drummer too when yeah. he's not on the drums. But, um, but he he's he's essentially saying, can we recreate this in a go-go style? But he doesn't understand what's needed. Like you can't recreate a go-go style if you don't have a congo player. You can't do it. It's severely difficult to emulate. So that goes back to the whole argument of can someone just go and try to make country music if they don't have a washboard or a jug or they don't do the country music <laughs> harmonies? You know, those famous country music yeah. harmonies? And this is the last thing that I'll say about this. I think the reason why a lot of old heads are anal retentive about it, it's because there's so much rich history in jazz and country music there's not a lot of history in go-go music. Go-go music was born in the late 70s. Right. Right. Country music goes all the way back yeah. to the fucking, what, 1920s. Yeah. And jazz music started in the late 1800s. There's enough information and there's enough history that you can study from that. Go-go music literally started like 30, 40 years yeah. ago that we haven't been able to implement the style for it to go global yet. So I think when people think they can just come in and they can just start trying to play something without knowing the history or without understanding the type of instrumentation they need, it pisses us off. And it's like, you guys are not respecting the like, music to me, that it's we like, to me, it's like when you have house music, when you have, um, well, give me something else, like club, like, you know, like, you know, when you go to these cities, you're going to get this style of music because that's what they are like really really if not famous for that's what's a really big sound in this city you come here you're gonna get to right oops, oops. like there's miami bass but there's also the miami club sound which you know is just like mm-hmm. so like in there's that face. there's that uk exactly. club sound there's a chicago detroit club so detroit. it's like but, so it's like most- when you come to when you come to dc Half the time, you're not going to know what's in the car beside you. Like, if it's go-go, because you know, I've never heard that before. But you've heard club, like, you've heard Miami Club in, in D.C. You've heard Chicago House in D.C., but you've never heard go-go in Chicago. you never heard go-go in Miami, because it's just not, like you're saying, which mm-hmm. I understand now, it's not old enough to have traveled well enough. Right. But also, the right. other things you named are DJ-created, types of things versus Gogo is actually a band created thing. I mean, Gogo is more like a side of the code or something like that. And that's the, that's the, that's the misstep that most people do because they try to make it in a studio when it is very, very tough back to John to emulate it with just electronics. I'm thinking about a time very specifically when we were on tour, maybe like 2017, John, when we were in London or we were in the UK 
and Amir Odyssey said, let's make one of these songs grime. And grime is a very yes. popular yep. form of rap or electronic music in the UK. And some of Don't us was that. like, what the fuck is grime? <laughs> and he like, right. they had to play right. it for us. Yeah. Like we had to listen to it and like really like it wasn't like they played it for us once. They played a couple of records for us to like really get the idea of the essence of what that music mm-hmm. was so we could try to recreate that with with the respect of that being something that we didn't normally do. And I remember we did right. it that night and the crowd went crazy because it was like it would be doing I think we're doing like really. We're doing a song like really. And mm-hmm. when we switched to it, they were like, oh, shit, they're doing grime. And it's like, we were like, oh, shit, we hit it. Like, we nailed it. But it was also you, because we took the time to, like, actually listen. To study to, it. And study yeah, and listen you know, but to you it. could also right. identify right. the musicians in the room because those were the six people that were sitting there staring at y'all like, what are y'all doing this for? Well, you I didn't know, see them like, people. Probably. People probably. <laughs> I mean, actually, Dennis is right. Musicians don't go to shows. Yeah, they, they don't. They don't come to shows and sit up front for free. They in the back eating our stuff in the green room. That could be. That could be another topic. <laughs> musicians don't pay for music or shows. They don't. They don't do that. They don't do that. <laughs> the musician that came to the show, he was on stage with us, jumping around. He was the rapper that uh, that was on stage with us. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's right. So and you know, it's it's just a. I I I think we all are in cahoots with that. I think we 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 agree that. At the end of the day, you have to kind of pay respect to the genre of music, regardless of what, what genre of music it is you're trying to emulate when you go into a different city or different place. Um, and Gogo has historically been the one that's kind of missed the mark because you have certain elements that are necessity for that music to kind of come off the right way. And when you have musicians in the audience or people who really like DC is one of the few places where the music is just as much a part of the everyday life as anything else. Like you ride down the street, you hear, like you'll hear the most popular song being played on the radio, but the go-go version of it. They don't even want to hear the radio version of it. They want to hear the go-go version of it. Cause it's like, I don't want to hear. uh, I learned about a lot of rap through go-go. Like it was, that's what I'm saying. Like, Like I didn't like mob deep was cool to me, but when, when backyard was hitting shook ones, it was like, yo, Dude, I give you I give you a prime example because we all grew up here. Going to house parties when we were teenagers, you never heard anything that was like rap, hip hop, none of that stuff. If it wasn't a PA Palace tape, yeah, go go. Yeah. Nobody moved. <laughs> if it was like yeah. I remember going to house parties, yeah, and we like, didn't listen to had, that stuff. You know, it you had the, the dual cassette tape players. Yeah, and there was, was like, no need for a DJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like one side was like backyard, yeah. the other side yeah. was junkyard. Yeah. There was no the room changed DJ. based on what band you put on. But if yeah. the tape stops and they had to flip the tapes over and put it on the radio, nobody would move. It'd be yeah. like people would just go outside. Yeah. Like, what what is this? 95.5 what is this no is that's halftime that's is the that go-go biggie? halftime when they play the, the yeah. dj come out exactly the dj don't come out for you to dance the dj come out for yep. you to go take a break exactly and my point is like yep. go-go back. music is so immersed in this culture in this city that i mean it's 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 starting to seep its way into like different areas like espn and like I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. if we were to actually have an inaugural ball this year, which probably is going to be virtual, but if we would actually have one, a go-go band would probably be playing it at this point because it's. I mean, we see go-go bands out on the street on the back of uh, on on back cabs of uh, trucks. Exactly. 
Going down, just going down the street, just going down, going yeah. down the National Mall. Look, we just had a, we just had a go-go yeah, go movement last summer. Don't you DC? When, uh, yeah. when, oh, don't you DC? You when the girl tried to tried to report the, the T-Mobile yep. store playing go-go music, yeah. and they were like, T-Mobile spoke yeah. up. They're like, look, this is go-go music out of Washington DC. And that that store they don't need been to playing be music music. like that. The cookie just, mart. The, yeah. the gentrifiers come down here thinking that they're going to change something. On New York Avenue in North Carolina. That was right right in the uh, corner of uh, Florida and Georgia. Right on the yeah. corner? Florida and Georgia. Yeah. Or Florida yeah. and Georgia. Right, right oh, across the street yeah. from the pitcher man in the CBS parking lot. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. Back, he's not there anymore. The Mercedes backdrop. They got him away. They got he's him not there first. anymore with the Mercedes. The Mercedes backdrop. Yeah, so it's like it's, it's a part of it's a part of our growing up, and I think at the end of the day, we just want people to respect it enough to, to just take a gander at it before they try to play it. At the end of the day, right? Like, I as a musician, as a student of music, we all are. I don't think we would do that to anybody else. We would pay respect to the genre of music that we were trying to emulate or recreate at that point, and we want the same thing to happen with the stuff that we grew up on. And the stuff that is a part of our history yeah. as well. So, um, with that being said, we're going to go into our artist of the week, and uh, I'm going to let uh, Jay Hill go first. So, um, being as though it's Christmas season, <laughs> is it right already? Exactly. Yes, it is. Like October 31st. When Halloween is over. Christmas. It's Christmas season. The day after Halloween. Yes. Christmas season. Exactly. Um, like Black Friday. Out, uh, Black Friday every day. <laughs> There's a Christmas <laughs> album out by uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, really, really good vocalist. Um, and I like... He was in the Hamilton? Yes, exactly. Yep, he was in the Hamilton. He was part of that. So um, I think y'all need to check it out. Put, put you in the spirit. He got some original tunes, but he does a lot of, of course, traditional covers, but he also kind of flips them a little bit of a different way. So I think it's pretty enjoyable. So Leslie Odom Jr., uh, I think the name of it is, I think that's really it. I don't think there is. The Christmas album is what it's called. <laughs> All right. Uh, John. Very creative. Uh, I'm old, so I'm going to keep I'm gonna keep it um, old. <laughs> uh, my artist of the week is Anita Baker. Because uh, <laughs> if there was one genre of music that I would just spend the rest of my life playing. It's that old school R&B. Yes, Luther Vandross, Alexander yes, O'Neill, Anita Baker, yes, sir. Patti LaBelle. Like, that genre of music is mm -hmm. by far one of my favorite genres mm -hmm. of music. And it's so simple, but it's so clean. Yeah. And it's such a an immaculate pocket. And some of it's, some of it's intricate, too. Like, they got some stuff in there. Like, yeah. I used to love Tina Turner stuff because, like, they always put, like, an odd time signature at the end of the song. And yeah. like, flip it around and you're like wait a minute this song's in seven now oh right. shit <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, go ahead go ahead yeah shout out to uh you know marcus miller uh producing luther vandross's joints yeah. and um a lot of those arrangements are just absolutely fantastic mm -hmm. so and i have no particular album it's any right. anita baker right. album by the way which i will say i, I will also add uh babyface wrote a ton of songs for yep. anita baker in the 90s and she turned it down and gave it to Tony Braxton, and that's how Tony Braxton became. That actually famous. makes perfect sense. Yeah, like uh, yep. same and tone. I will say that Body year. and Soul was like my favorite. I mean, one of my favorite Anita Baker records was Body and Soul. And that record was just like that was like nineteen ninety two, ninety two, ninety three. It was like ninety four. Yeah. 
I think it was, that was like her. Com- that was like a comeback record. She had taken a hiatus for a yeah, minute. Yep. She put that record out. I was like, man, this record is killing. Um, yeah. But all the other uh, older stuff too. I used to, you know what's funny? I used to think Anita Baker was way older than what she was because my grandma listened to her, and I was like, she got to be old. And Anita was like in her thirties when she came out, so yep. she wasn't she wasn't old at all because yeah. she's old now. So right. <laughs> Trey. So for uh, my artist of the week, since we had the uh, goat discussion. Uh, oh Lord! My artist here oh, is oh, going to be. Come on, no, no, we ain't got the rights for that. You know, we ain't got the rights. Of course, it's the goat. The Alan Parsons In honor project. Of, the goat. of course, he's going to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, you want to do this. I'm not surprised. Yeah. yeah. This is honestly the only yeah. song oh, I know God. by them. But, yeah, but this is the only one that matters. No, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> You're Chicago yeah. Bulls. There you go. And now, but you are a starting guy. <laughs> That's right. Um, now their their hit, their biggest hit was um, uh, "Eye in the Sky." You know that song. If you listen to that uh, song, you'll be like, "Oh shit, I forgot they did that joint." So yeah. That was their biggest hit. It's 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 not it's not gonna matter. You're gonna get pulled anyway because he played it. Oops. I do not own the rights <laughs> Sorry, to this uh... music. All right, and my <laughs> my artist of the week is a producer from New Jersey named E. Jones. Um you should check him out. He has a record out called uh Dead Stock Volume Four. It I just released this year. I heard a song called Rooftop Summer off of it. And I was like, yo, this this dude is killing. I, you know, I think my last two picks have been producers. Like one, the last group I picked was from the UK and this guy's from um, New Jersey. Um, but I've been listening to a lot more instrumental, like interpretations of like music and stuff like that. So that's, that's my artist of the week. And that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for tuning in. Wow. Um, on Gee Clubhouse. Yo. We're going to try this a little differently. Uh, I'm sure we'll try it again and then we'll see what happens. Also, thank you for tuning in. To- thanks to the two people who came in. Yeah, the sure. Number two. And uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in and checking us out on wherever you can find podcasts again. Um, and checking us out on Saturdays on Unhinged Sports Network Unhinged. at 12 o'clock. We're there. Yeah, shout out, Unhinged. Shout out to Unhinged. Um, We're on everything, man. Spotify. Everything. Apple, um, everything. Except for Amazon. They, they're giving us a runaround. Like, I, I feel the application out like twice and they just won't. Come on, Jeff Bezos. Come on. I think because they're moving here, so it's all good. Um, So check us out (laughs) wherever you can find podcasts. Uh, On Twitter, we are at IZ Sports with a Z. So at IZ. You know what? I'm not going to do that anymore because I'm going to let the the voiceover do it at the end. I keep doing it, but it's it's on the voiceover. And on uh, Instagram, it's at Sports and Things. Um, Again, I'm your host, Dennis Turner, Jay Hill, John Lane, Trey Ely. Signing off to next week. Peace. Hey, my nigga Dwight Haskins. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's overrated. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> He's not overrated. He just figured his nigga out. Yeah. We got the vibe on deck, bro. Uh.
Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go, Deke Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got they mics and gizmos, podcast rapper for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah, we talking sports and things from rookies who ball the vets who about to get more rings, plus more things like a jam session or something. Then we beefing because our favorite team, John like slumming, John like pumping. Over podcasts and steady every O You want more than that whole hum So here we go Yeah, we go from bars to beats To podcasts or AstroTurf With balls and clicks like that jaw Talking sports and things Talking sports and things Priest the Nomad uh. Talking sports and things We're talking sports and things Dean Turner, John Lane Talking sports and things Baby, we're talking sports and things Trey Illy, Drake Hill Talking sports and things Talking sports and things DC baby Thanks for listening to Sports and Things featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and Dennis Turner. Be sure to follow and subscribe for our upcoming episodes. You can also reach the team on Instagram at S-P-O-R-T-Z-A-N-D-T-H-I-N-G-Z and on Twitter at I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 